Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from Sully Baseball Studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager, Bob Melvin, and just down the 101 from AT&T Park, the home of the San Francisco Giants. You know, I want to ask a question. I've done a ton of podcasts on this player. And I have asked this question before. And I never really feel like I've had a satisfactory answer to this question. And let me tell you something, cousin. The fact that I've done, well, how many, how many of these damn podcasts have I done over the years? I mean, I'm not 100% sure when I'm dropping this one, but I've done over 1,300 of these. In fact, I'm approaching 1,400 podcasts. So the notion that every once in a while I may repeat a topic shouldn't really stun anyone. But I think it's an important topic to bring up because the end is near for someone. Not death, but the end. And that's to Alexander Emmanuel Rodriguez. Pretty soon, A-Rod will be gone. He is, as I'm recording this, still a member of the New York Yankees. But the word is getting around that chances are the Yankees may do what some of their fans were calling to do a few years ago, and that is cut him and eat the rest of what he's owed. He is, um, he is signed through next year, but they could just let him go. Eat 21 million tomatoes. And there you have it. And it will probably happen this season. It may happen the day I drop this. He's in his 40s. His skills are completely deteriorated. He has limited power. He's not a good hitter anymore. He can't steal a base anymore. And he can't play the field. In fact, he hasn't played the field this year. He has, he has played a grand total since 2013. He has played, drumroll, a grand total of six games with a glove on his hand. So he can't field, he can't throw, he can't hit. He has now become the reverse five-tool player. And he will, with the Yankees making what I believe is an incredibly smart decision to say goodbye 2016, goodbye veterans, you know, let's just, let's just get what we can for some of these players. Get two players for Ivan Nova, a player who they would not have offered a contract to. Let's get some good players. Let's flood our farm system. And you may find by, I really don't think by next year, but by 2018 or 2019, if some of these players start to come up, the Yankees will be an interesting team. And by then, A-Rod is long gone, and they're stopped paying him. And the, the money that they had been spending on Beltran and, and A-Rod and a few other players will be off the books. The next thing you know, the Yankees will be able to spend again. 
and people will say they buy all their championships, forgetting the fact that there's a really, really great set of odds that they won't win the championship this decade. But why am I bringing this up? A-Rod's career will probably end with a whimper. It'll probably just be, it's done. And I, I know I'm not supposed to say this. As a Boston Red Sox fan, I'm supposed to have a certain amount of gloating going on right now. But do you know what the truth is? The truth is, I kind of feel badly for him. I do. I feel badly for him that a man who has had one of the great careers in the history of baseball is going to have his career end unceremoniously, probably with a designated for assignment. And why would any team pick him up? I mean, what, for the hope that he gets three or four homers to have home run number 700 while playing for the Milwaukee Brewers, as if that would mean piddly-poo to any of the fans in Milwaukee? To have him, what, on the bench for a playoff run? You can't have someone like Alex Rodriguez on your bench for a playoff run. He has no value. He can't hit. He has very little pop. He can't play the field. He would be essentially, and he's right-handed, so you can't even say, well, we need a left-handed bat off the bench. So he, he would be a waste of a roster spot. Someday you're going to go to, you know, uh, baseballreference.com, single words website, the history of the planet Earth, and see the Yankees have designated for an assignment, and no one will be shocked. And it will be, you know, some people... Some Hall of Fame great all-time careers end with a whimper. Hell, Babe Ruth's ended with a whimper. You know, flopping around with the Boston Braves, a shell of his former self, and boom. And yeah, I brought up A-Rod in the same breath as Babe Ruth. Now, that may offend some people. And if I say he's had an all-time career that I can hear, I can hear your eyeballs rolling, A-Rod haters. Because he played in the steroid era, and we know for a fact that he was a user. So these numbers, when he led the league in home runs in 2001, 2002, 2003, 2005, and 2007, when he put up 600-slugging-percentage years, in 2000, 2001, 2002, all these years, 2005, when he had a sluggy percentage of 645 in 2007. We know he was doing the juice then. So how much of that can you really, really credit to him? I don't know. I don't know. And if you are hesitant to call him one of the great all-time players, I can understand that. I can. I understand that. When you consider, if you want to put so much uh, emphasis on whether or not he played the game performance-enhancing drug-free or not. I get it. I get it. I understand that. So if, you, if I bring up the fact that he has a chance of joining the home run, the 700 home run club, which now consists solely of Bonds, Ruth, and Aaron, I get it. If you want to poo-poo the fact that he is number six all-time in total bases for whatever reason. Okay, but it wasn't all performance-enhancing drugs. 
This was a player, number one pick overall, who played in an era where, you know what, people were using this stuff. And whether or not you agree with it or not, that was the era that he played in. And he was the best player of that era, or at least the best American League player of that era. I mean, I don't see how anyone could not say that. And the question I have about Alex Rodriguez is this. Because I've said this before, the hatred for Alex Rodriguez is not because of performance-enhancing drugs. We didn't know he was doing performance-enhancing drugs in 2007 when he was being hailed as a potential future home run king and that he would be the clean home run king. That was what was being sold. And the vitriol against Rodriguez existed long before that. And my question to you, my listeners, my Sully Baseball Daily Podcast fans, I have this question for you. I've asked some variation of this before, but I never got a satisfactory answer. So let me throw it out there, especially for those of you who never heard me ask this question. What was A-Rod's unforgivable sin? Seriously. What was his sin that he committed that was so grotesque that we are going to have a player by all accounts has been a Hall of Fame level player. Whether you want to put him in the pantheon of the all-time greats because of the PED use, that's up to you. But to say that he hasn't had an all-time career is saying something false. And this has gone on well before, well before any talk of performance-enhancing drugs ever came the way of Rodriguez. So I ask you, why? What is it? I mean, he was the number one pick overall when he came up in Seattle, playing alongside Ken Griffey Jr. for those few years where both of them were at their peak. Man, you'd think Seattle would have won something. That should have been the greatest one-two punch in the history of baseball. But by the end of 2000, both of them were gone from Seattle. Was it because... He took the money? Was it because he signed a big contract? Well, what, what player hasn't signed a big contract? Seriously. What, what player hasn't gone for the money? And yes, I know there have been players who have signed with their team and not gone for the most amount of money. You know, I mean, Tony Gwynn comes to mind that he didn't go out to free agency and didn't test the market, but it wasn't like they were paying Tony Gwynn $9.95 an hour. If they said, hey, Tony, we're going to pay you $100,000 to play with the Padres, guess what? Tony Gwynn's a Blue Jay. So, yeah, A-Rod signed this gigantic contract. Okay, fine. Lots of players signed big contracts. Why was A-Rod's contract, why was that considered to be so egregious? Was it the fact that he then manipulated the, uh, or you know, wanted a trade out of Texas? That you could say, hey, you're the one who went to Texas and blew their payroll out of the water, and then he go- wanted to go to Boston, and now he's gone to the Yankees. I mean, was him chasing a ring? Well, everyone chases a ring. 
Every player goes to try to do something to the best of their ability to win a championship. How is that different than Kevin Garnett manipulating to get a trade to go to the Celtics? Or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar being traded out of Milwaukee? I mean, what's, how is this different? What, what, why is A-Rod carrying such a burden? You know, you're hearing things about like how he was, he was a phony is something I hear a lot. He wasn't as sincere as Jeter. First of all, how do we know that? How do we know what Jeter is? Jeter was someone who was so carefully protected by the PR machine. We don't know what Derek Jeter was really like. That was the genius of Derek Jeter is he knew how to, you know, like a, like a, a slalom skier, avoid any controversy in New York. So, all right, but we don't really know what he was like. You don't really, unless you are Jorge Posada, and if, Jorge, if you're listening to this podcast, shoot me an email at info at sullybaseball.com. You don't know what that dynamic is like. I had on Kevin Mensch of the Texas Ranger, former Texas Ranger outfielder Kevin Mensch, had nothing but glowing things to say about Alex Rodriguez. So he took him under his wing, hardworking, made sure things were right, made sure things were going well for Mensch. I've talked to a grand total of one person, 100% of the people I know who have been teammates with Alex Rodriguez say, he was a great teammate. He was great. And then it's, it's the story that is told. Everything that you know about a player, unless you are a player yourself, is based upon what story could sell a goddamn newspaper. And the story of, hey, let's hate A-Rod, sold a lot of papers. He got a divorce. Really? Really? A player got a divorce? That's unbelievable. That puts him alongside with, oh, I don't know, almost every single player, including Babe Ruth including Mickey Mantle, including Joe DiMaggio. You know, every once in a while, yeah, Yogi Berra was married forever. That's the rare occurrence. I'm, I'm sure it's brutal to be married as a Major League Baseball player because you're, you're away from everyone, you're, you're, you've got all sorts of temptation around you as a 20-year-old something millionaire. Good Lord, yeah, he got divorced. What a, what a shocker. Oh, he went to strip clubs. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Batting down the hatches. A baseball player went to a strip club. What is the matter here? Is it things like slapping the ball out of Arroyo's glove in the playoffs? I mean, images like that sure can't help the public perception, but wouldn't you think the championship in 2009, because that was the biggest knock on him, was he couldn't win a title. The championship in 2009, which he carried that team to the finish line. He had huge home runs in the postseason in 2009. Yes, he had terrible postseasons. Up to then, he had some horrific postseasons with the Yankees. 
flopped down the stretch in the last four games against Boston in 2004. Although up until that point, he could have been the MVP of the series, if not for Matsui. He was terrible against the Angels in 2005, terrible against Detroit in 2007, and terrible against Cleveland in 2000. Uh, uh, Detroit is 2006, Cleveland 2007. Yeah, I'm doing this part from memory. So yeah, there was that time to ferment. There was that time to say, oh man, the Yankees had the greatest collapse in the history of baseball under Rodriguez's watch and then couldn't even get out of the division series for the next four or five years. But wouldn't then the championship in 2009 be his redemption? Wouldn't that be his John Elway moment? His LeBron James with the Cavaliers moment? Why didn't he have that? Why did that not carry any weight? Why, when he was suspended in 2014, did so many people not even remember that? Not even give him, give him a chance for that. We give people chances much quicker for domestic abuse. Not we, but a lot of people. Not, I don't. We're even, you know, the people in Chicago are given a standing ovation to a Roldis Chapman. And we see what's going on with A-Rod. What was his sin that was so great? Don't give me the PEDs. If you say PEDs, just shut the hell up. Andy Pettit's number is retired. He did PEDs. I'm a Boston Red Sox fan. You're not going to find a bigger Boston Red Sox fan than me. And we're celebrating David Ortiz left and right, as well we should. But we all know he did. He was a user, too. So it's not that. You know, one of the most beloved, lovable, huggable Let's look at his stats, let's look at his highlights, let's look at his memes, players, and all the baseball. It was Bartolo Colon, who was caught and was suspended doing PEDs while a member of the Oakland A's, and was suspended down the pennant stretch, where they couldn't even use him in the postseason, and they lost to the Tigers by the thinnest of margins, where I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Bartolo Colon kind of, sort of, could have, should have been in that rotation. And Bartolo Colon had to leave a playoff game while being the nominal ace of the Angels because he was too fat to pitch. And he's beloved. Big, fat Bartolo Colon. PED suspension. Leaving playoff games. So those aren't the sins. What is the sin? Why can't we celebrate Alex Rodriguez, who came back from the suspension and had a wonderful year last year? Maybe not an MVP caliber year, but the Yankees, believe me, believe me, the Yankees are not making the wild card game last year if not for Alex Rodriguez's big year that he had. Why isn't that looked upon as one last big hurrah? Why can't we then celebrate and say, look at, yeah, he's imperfect. Yeah, he isn't the shining light of morality that Babe Ruth and Ty Cobb and Mickey Mantle were. Someone please, please note the sarcasm. Why can't we celebrate this man? 
who put up unbelievable numbers, had some great highlights, was great tabloid fodder, made it fun to root against him, which is one of the thrills about baseball, is to have a good villain. Who's the villain in baseball now? I hope it's going to be Bryce Harper. But Harper's not putting up these numbers. Harper isn't this talent. We are seeing someone who had a Hall of Fame caliber career. Now, we all know he's not going to get in on the first ballot. But who knows? Maybe by the time he reaches the Hall of Fame ballot in five or maybe six years, we'll have already opened up Cooperstown to the likes of Bonds, to the likes of Clemens, that people could say, all right, let's just, this is ridiculous. Let's put the best players in at least. Wouldn't A-Rod be in that camp? How could he not be? So, pretty soon you're going to see a DFA next to A-Rod. And pretty soon you're going to see people chuckle and they'll be schadenfreude and say, yeah, good riddance, bye-bye. And here's a Boston Red Sox fan thinking, I'm going to miss you, A-Rod. You were fun as hell to root against. But the reason why it's fun as hell to root against him is because he was so good. No one thinks it's fun as hell to root against Julio Lugo or some other player who's just like, oh, yeah, he's an average player. Beating the best in whatever sport it is is the great fun. And if you root it against them, if you put on that little you know, blondie mask in Fenway and, and, and taunted him, if you made jokes about the big hamburger helper gloves that he wore when he slapped the ball out of a Royals glove, if you had fun during any of that, cheering like crazy when he struck out to end the, the playoffs in, you know, against Detroit or, or, or just wet in the bed the last bunch of games against Boston. If you had any fun doing that, then applaud him. Say thank you. And if you're a Yankee fan, stop and think about this for a second. These two little factoids, okay? Yankees aren't winning the World Series in 2009 without Alex Rodriguez. And the Yankees aren't making a wild card last year without Alex Rodriguez. So factor this the next time you're trying to talk smack with a Red Sox fan. Imagine a Red Sox fan being able to say to you, hey, this century you have won championship in 2000. My team has won three titles since then. You'd be stuck on 2000. Two freaking thousand. It's already stuck on 2009. Imagine looking up and saying, Jesus, it's been 16 years since a Yankee championship. And imagine going four, let's see, it would be, yeah, imagine having four straight years without a postseason appearance. Four. And in those four years, looking up and knowing the Red Sox have won a championship and the Mets have won a pennant. Your life as a Yankee fan would be a lot worse, wouldn't it? So let me tell you something. All of baseball fans, let's just at least tip a cap to them. You know, all right, we're not going to get the whole tip a cap, you know, year-long celebration that was Derek Jeter. Oh, by the way, 
A-Rod, who is a much better shortstop than Derek Jeter defensively, deferred to Jeter and played third. Alex Rodriguez did everything and said everything right coming back from his suspension. He was, isn't his crimes, any sins that he's committed, aren't all those debts paid? Are we really going to have a 3,000 hit, nearly 700 home run player, multiple most valuable players, World Series hero, and greatest villain of his generation just go and be cut unceremoniously without as much of a whimper? Is his number going to be retired at Yankee Stadium? You're damn right it should be. If they retired Posada's number, how are they not retiring A-Rod's number? But the fact that we even have to ask that question shows that it's kind of sort of absurd. I've talked about this before, and I'm, you know what? If you go back, you may find me talking and covering similar ground. But my listeners, go to Twitter right now and tell me what is the sin A-Rod committed that was unforgivable. Because for the life of me, I can't figure it out. But I can figure out that you can go to MLBReports.com to see the up-to-date listings of who owns baseball. You can go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, Twitter, on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast and an apologetic one. To Alex Rodriguez, I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. What's my sin? And you can call me Sully.